When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It went from buying his first Bitcoin to becoming a crypto billionaire many, many times over. And he's just 30 years old. Sam will tell you he's always wanted to get rich, but not for the reasons you might expect. All that money, he plans to give most of it away to charity. Do you have a sense of how much you've given away so far? It's a bit north of 100 million so far this year. You're pretty low key in terms of when we think about billionaires. You don't drive a Lambo? <laughs> no, I, I do not. Is there anything you do splurge on? The place I live was intended to be an incredibly nice apartment for four people. And we've turned it into an apartment for 10 people, but it, it's nice, although we'll, we'll cramped. He lives with roommates, one of them a golden doodle named Gopher. <laughs> That is Sam's Toyota Corolla in the parking lot of FTX headquarters in the Bahamas. It's one of the largest and fastest growing crypto exchanges in the world. And Sam is the CEO. Some estimates that say a billion in revenue last year. Those numbers are, are reasonable. You know, they're, they're, they're the right ballpark. NFL star- Ladies and gentlemen, it's over. It's over, dude. It's over. We're done now. That's it. It was a fun run, and now we're back. We're home. Come on home. It's over. The kids miss you. Come home. You know what I mean? Like, it's done now, okay? And by over, not this podcast, as much as you want it to be, don't worry. We still have, like, at least a few hundred episodes of this shit left in us, so we're not going anywhere. Uh, I'm talking SBF, okay? SBF, FTX, crypto, Ponzi scheme. It's over. It's over for cryptocurrency. If you have cryptocurrency, get it out. Doesn't matter what exchange it's on. Doesn't matter where it's at. Just get it out now, dude, and never look back, okay? We're not looking back because I don't think we're coming back from this one, okay? It's over for crypto. The market is dead. Things are crashing, and we're going for millions, if not billions, like um, f- like $50 billion to zero overnight, gone, okay? If you have any type of money on the FTX crypto exchange currently, which I highly doubt any of the listeners of this podcast do, but if you do get it out now, if you have not done so already, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, earlier this week, Sam Bankman-Fried, now former CEO of FTX, the world's second largest cryptocurrency exchange, has officially filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy uh, for FTX and uh, Alameda Tradings, his other companies, and like all of basically their sister companies in BlockFi will most likely be next. 
and everything else that is uh, associated with them has been filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Everything from $20 billion to zero real quick, okay? It's not good, guys. This shit's not good, okay? Um, It's not looking good for a lot of people, and we'll get to all of them in a minute, but first, dude... Not looking good, not looking good for SBF, okay? This doofus, doofus looking of a genius 28-year-old kid was the CEO of the second largest crypto exchange on the planet. Now, a lot of you listening probably use Robinhood or Coinbase, Cash App does crypto now, Venmo, all crypto exchanges in 2022. FTX was like the second biggest one. So if you're the bee's knees of crypto, if you're a serious crypto guy, you used FTX at one point. Okay. Um, that's just how it was. Now, SBF, Sam Bankman Freed, we have to, we have to shorten his name a, because it's too long, change it. He's going to have to after all this. Uh, but you know, obviously LOL, OMG, am I right? So SBF, here's the bit. He wanted to be a bit of a different company than everyone else, okay? That's what FTX promises. Lower fees, higher percentages on your state crypto that no one else was doing, security, and the campaign promise of that other institutions don't typically or abide by or have not in the past. It's been an issue, you know what I mean? But they don't take any of their investors' money. My money is my money. My Bitcoin money is my Bitcoin money. If I make money, I make money. I can withdraw it because it's there and it exists because they don't use it for anything was the campaign promise, okay? Um, You know what I mean? And so they don't use that money for like salaries or marketing or anything like that. We make all of our money on fees, unlike the other guys, is what they said. So everyone trusted him, okay? Everyone trusted SBF, and he also just wouldn't stop rambling at the mouth about how he wanted to give all of his fucking money away, okay? You know what kind of man I don't trust? A man who works his whole life, or like essentially like the last last like three years, uh, but he works for like the last three years really, really hard. He worked real hard for three years and makes billions of dollars, but doesn't give to the pressure of being a billionaire. Okay. I mean, look, he's wearing old Navy pants. He drives a a Toyota Prius and he splits rent with 10 other people. Okay. Now that's how, that's how little money Sam actually takes from the company and how much he actually gives away. Okay. I mean, come on guys. Like if you think about it, how much, like how much are you paying for rent or mortgage right now? Okay. Take that number divided by 10. Your life is now 10 times easier. Okay. He's in the freaking. uh, he's in, where is he living? He's living in a penthouse in the Bahamas tax haven. Okay. Can someone say hashtag tax haven? Okay. He's living in a penthouse in the Bahamas with 10 other people. It should probably cost 5,600 a month divided by 10. What's the number? What are we talking about? Five, five sixty. The number's five sixty. Now his life just became substantially easier. He has like forty five hundred more dollars now. He can spend every month on other things. You know what I mean? Do the math. It's twenty twenty two. Okay, it's, it's the economy's in the shit. Okay, and we we need to think and live and work smarter, not harder. You know what I'm talking about? 
take notes. And so all 10 of them were living in this penthouse in Miami together. And they're all fucking each other, by the way, if you didn't guess that, if you couldn't guess, uh, just based off the looks of this man who is his SBF, the mastermind of it, this chick who's his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, current side lover thing. They're all in a polyamorous relationship. There's 10 of them in the house. There's another guy and they all, they're all living together and fucking each other. It's so strange. And so, um, uh, you know what I mean? He gave it up for this chick. And so here's how deep this FTX fallout goes. Okay. Beyond the crypto space, for example, the golden state warriors, no more sponsorship for them. No more sponsorship money. That was set to be at about, I think, $50 million a year for them. Gone. The Miami Heat, they had an arena. They had an arena. You know the Crypto.com arena in LA? Well, they had one in fucking Miami called the FTX Arena. That was a 19-year partnership with the Miami Heat that was set upwards of $135 million, nine figures. $139 million. That deal? Dead. Hey, want to hear the fun part about the dead deal is that 2 million of that dollars each year would directly go to the Miami heat. The other 90 million was set for the entire County of Miami to help directly stop poverty and gun violence. Poof. The money's gone. It will not be coming. And so, um, Formula One teams were sponsored. The MLB umpires wore FTX logos on their uniforms and of course, we can't do this episode without mentioning the wonderful, sexy Tom Brady and his now uh, ex-wife. Um, the dude is having just a hell of a year. I think uh, he's not doing great in football. Is he not doing great in football? He's not doing great in football. He's getting a divorce. And now his um, investments and sponsorships with uh, FTX that were set to upwards of 150 to $250 million dollars. Um, Larry David is also a celebrity, uh, endorser for FTX. Uh, so Tom Brady, Giselle and Larry David, uh, amongst others have also been named, uh, in a lawsuit. Uh, so they're, they're being sued by FTX customers due to their involvement with the company, uh, via, um, Super Bowl commercials and other, um, other fun videos that are online. So there was a Super Bowl commercial last year uh, for FTX.com by crypto because Tom Brady, Giselle does it. Uh, the other guy does it. Or Larry David, he doesn't want to, but it was to try to get old people to get on the FTX app and just download it and buy crypto, of course. And so, um, you know what I mean? Tom Brady said to have lost upwards of nine figures. Like we're talking 1.5 Joe Rogan, Spotify deals people. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's huge money. It's huge money and it's, it's, it, they, they made it real money, uh, but at the expense of everyone else's real money. Um, of course, Shaq. Shaq was an investor who, of course, Shaq is an investor in fucking everything now. Um, also, Shaq thinks there's two moons, by the way. Shaq thinks there's two moons. He was a flat earther for a while. I think he's off that train. We've convinced him that the earth is round, but he still doesn't really understand how that works because Shaq thinks there's two moons. Okay. Do you understand? Like, this is what I'm, this is, I, I can't, I don't make this shit up anymore. Here's Shaq. Shaq's new theory. Ready? Here we go. Shaq has a brand new theory and I think he's onto something with this one. 
I have a new My theory. <laughs> I have a new theory. <laughs> There's more than one moon. Oh, yeah. no. Oh. Just, 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 just let me tell you my theory. I like the it. The other day, I, I was like it already. past Auburn, as a matter of fact. Yep. And the moon was on the left. And I'm keeping right. going straight, didn't make any returns. And about 20 minutes later, the moon was behind me. That's because it was moving, fool. Nah, there's more than one moon. <laughs> and then another Check, 45 please. seconds, the moon was on my right. It's more than one moon. I think it's right. I think he's onto something. I think I'm going to look into this a little further. Um, I guess my only question would be, where does the second moon go? And if you saw another moon in a third position a few minutes later, is that the first moon? Or is it all possible that there are now three moons? Perhaps infinite moons? Oh my God. How do we settle on the exact number of moons? You know what I mean? Like when, when can only... Yeah, we could. I mean, I, f I feel like I only see one moon at a time, but I think there might be infinite moons now, and I think Shaq's onto it. Anyways, here's where it gets even deeper, right? SBF and FTX were the second largest campaign donations to Biden's campaign in the 2020 election. SPF and FTX, Sam Bankman Freed, donated upwards of $40 million cash to the Democratic Party, and I think another $20 million to the Republicans, okay? And if you don't think a single person at the White House or a single person on Biden's campaign team said, hey, wait a minute, where, where did all... Where did this money come from? Where where did this 40 million come from? The magic box? You said that has no market cap with made up numbers? Cool, that makes sense, okay. At no point in time do I even think anyone will be held accountable here. Like, the, the and, and we, we called all of this. Like, all of this is happening at a time when the New York Post is saying the collapsed crypto exchange FTX and... um. The, collab the collapsed crypto exchange FTX and its related businesses, Al Alamada Trading and a few others, could owe more than 1 million people and organizations, according to documents filed in bankruptcy court on Monday. All the while, Sam Mankman Freed is on Twitter saying, hey, everything's okay, we're fine. You know what I mean? Check out Sam's Twitter account. And it's like, hey, don't worry, we've got money. Hey, don't worry, I've got it covered. Hey, don't worry, um, I'm worried now. Hey, I don't got it covered. Hey, we're bankrupt, was the order of things of unfolding on Sam's Twitter. It's hilarious. It's, it's a tragedy unfolding, and it's hilarious. And um, so... Uh, then oddly enough, you know what I mean? Something must've happened, uh, to those tweets that said, Hey, I've got it because they're not there anymore. And that's odd. You know what I mean? Like he tweeted, Hey, I've got all the money. It's right here. And now that tweet's kind of gone. I don't know if Elon deleted it or what happened. Maybe we can ask Elon about it. Uh, but a few hours later, Sam uh, announced the Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And I mean, the entire thing's insane. What's wild is that, um, Sam was passionate about this shit 
the entire time, okay? He's passionate about this business, the crypto space. He spent time, sweat, tears, money, and just infant amounts of amphetamine with his weirdo girlfriend uh, who was just lobbying Congress, telling them how awesome crypto exchanges were and how, uh, you know, just bringing up some good points. I mean, the man was smart. He's bringing up good points in court uh, about, you know, just... um how traditional banking and financing is uh, just not the way to do it. Okay, here's a clip. Last thing that I'll say is if you look at what precipitated some of the 2008 financial crisis, you saw a number of bilateral bespoke non-reported uh, transactions happening between financial counterparties, which then got repackaged and re-leveraged again and again and again, such that no one knew how much risk was in that system until it all fell apart. If you compare that to what happens on FTX or other major cryptocurrency venues today, there's complete transparency about the full open interest. There's complete transparency about the positions that are held. There is a robust, robust, consistent risk framework applied. And we're excited to work with the CFTC Gangster. on our uh, U.S. Gangster. license and regulation. Didn't even venue. have it written down. Yikes. Didn't even have it. Didn't even have it written down. He's gangster dude right that was the shit right you know what i mean now you kind of trust him you kind of believe him um you know what i mean what's what's the problem here what's the problem i'm telling you i think sam just made an honest mistake i think they just put the wrong money in the wrong bank account accidentally spent it and now we just can't really find it because it's kind of just gone because you know what i mean it's an honest mistake listen there's no way in hell he literally just didn't describe what ended up him he actually did right like bespoke non-reported transactions happening between between financial counterparties which then got packaged and repackaged and repackaged again and again to such extent that no one knew how much risk was in the system sounds exactly familiar to exactly what he did right you know what i mean all the while all the while all the while that this is happening sam's out here trying to convince us that he's the world's most generous billionaire the guy you see next to me is the most generous billionaire in the world, and I found him. Hi, my name is Sam, and this is my story. Sam has crazy hair. Sam is vegan. Sam sleeps five hours a night. Sam lives in the Bahamas with ten roommates. Sam is 29 years old only, but Sam has $22 billion. Hell yeah, dude. And that's what I'm talking about. And I just need to know, here's the thing. The only thing I need to know is, um, how much do I need to pay to get a Nas daily video made for me? Like the intro is him standing next to me. And it's like, this is Levi McCurdy and he's the world's most dopest podcaster. And this is why meet Levi. He's got awesome hair. He has nice sunglasses. He's not a vegan and eats whatever the hell he wants except for bananas and Subway tuna. And he's worth $15,000. Download his podcast. You know what I mean? Like, where do I get, how do I, is it like a Fiverr thing? Do I, if I go to Fiverr, does that guy have a five? I think that guy probably has a Fiverr page. I looked at like all of his other videos and it's the same shit. It's just him fluffing the shit out of every fucking idiot on the planet that pays him enough money to fly to where they actually live. And so, um, 
what do you do when you realize that you've spent all of your customers' money, right? And by customers, I mean people like I know, like people close to me, like had um, had their life savings stored via crypto on FTX, who like can't withdraw their money. Like when millions of dollars are lost, like billions of lives are affected. Reverse that, billions of dollars lost, millions of lives affected, and that's exactly what we have here. So SBF's arch nemesis, CEO of Binance comes in, right? And he's like, he's like the doom, he's like Batman's kryptonite, like they're arch enemies, they're always going head to head on Twitter, Binance coins better, FTX tokens better, blah, 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 they're both worthless now. And so um, arch nemesis, Arch Nemesis CEO of Binance comes in to save the day. And he says, hey, don't worry. We're going to buy FTX's stock of FTX coins. We're going to give them enough cash to liquidate. They're going to have enough capital to cover the withdrawals. And everyone's going to be okay. And at the end of the day, Binance is just going to buy FTX and then buy them out, much like FTX did with BlockFi and a couple other crypto companies that kind of failed and needed bailouts this summer when the market collapsed. Okay, stick with me. So after about 12 minutes of due diligence inside of FTX books, the CEO and finance team of Binance was like, hey, uh, you guys aren't really doing what you're supposed to be doing, and we don't want to be freaking involved when the FBI comes knocking, so we're out of here. So one tweet later says Binance, we're not doing it anymore. So, um, FTX is on their own. And so Sam was like, don't worry guys, I got it. I'll find the money somehow. Okay. And so it's crazy. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's not over yet. Yeah, I think um, I got a call from Sam 24, 48 hours after I made the tweet, and then um, he wanted to talk. So at the beginning, I thought he would just wanted to, you know, do a buyout on, um, do an OTC deal to buy out the uh, um, FTT tokens we had, and then he wanted actually a, a buyout of the entire firm uh, of the entire FTX platform. And then, um, but then we got our team on it. They, uh, it was pretty clear pretty soon that there's, you know, um, there's misappropriation of user funds um the user funds are gone um and uh, uh, at that point um it's clearly that he lied to his users his investors his vc investors um his employees at that point i thought i couldn't like whatever data that's in the data room we couldn't trust anymore so it was quite hard for us to do that due diligence so we didn't go very far you know we've all seen his tweets now overnight do you think he understood what he was doing? No. I think he thought he understood. Um, I think he probably still thinks he understands what he's doing right. now, which I don't think he should be tweeting. Uh, that yeah, I mean, listen, he's it's 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 crazy. And the latest from FTX, they have a new CEO. Obviously, Sam is like no longer involved with the company. He's still kind of tweeting on behalf of them, it would seem. But um, who knows where he is uh, currently? We'll get to his whereabouts in a minute. But the latest from FTX is they have a new CEO. And this dude said he hasn't seen a worse company structure since like, you know, his entire life 
entire life. So um, at the end of the day, SBF and FTX was yet another scam, another rug pool, another freaking Ponzi scheme in the era of 2020 and 2022 of the crypto empire. I mean, dude, a lot of people fell for this shit. I mean, Mr. Wonderful, the Shark Tank guy, was invested. He was on TV and freaking internet videos and on Twitter screaming from the rooftops how safe and awesome FTX was and how what a genius Sam was. And he's going to introduce Sam to all these people and how amazing it is and how much money they're going to make. And he dumped hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of his own dollars into the company and everything else they were doing. And now it's just all gone. And freaking Kevin O'Leary's just chalking it up to, well, you know, sometimes you make bad investments and like, Hey man, that's not a bad investment. That's a bad decision, I guess. I mean, Hey, I've, I have no room to talk, but it's, um, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the list of influence, the celebrities, the political figures that receive millions, if not billions of dollars from this man and his company that he stole from the average United States citizen, if not people overseas, they had foreign exchanges as well. So all over the world, this money came in. They were doing like $10 billion a day in transactions. They said, I mean, it was insane. It was insane. I mean, their assets were reported to be upwards of $50 billion and they're just now gone. Poof, $50 billion vanished and there's nothing left to be salvaged. There's nothing left. It is now, Sam claims he only needed like a month's time. Sam says he only needs a month's time to, you know, find the funds and recoup the funds and he'll have enough to cover all the withdrawals. Um, and we don't think that's true. Obviously it's not going to happen. Um, but, uh, and allegedly like the servers were hacked yesterday. They released like a semi-official statement, maybe saying that like $600 million is now missing. We most likely think it's probably Sam, like $10 billion was reported missing. I mean, it the list goes on and on. The story's not done. I mean, it doesn't stop there. So, I mean, it's crazy. Um, there's like a private jet that flew from the Bahamas to Argentina. We think maybe Sam's on the run. We think maybe he fleed there. And listen, if he did, that's the smart fucking thing I would have done. You liquidate all the cash you can get. You get as much cash as possible, whether it's 600 million, 40 million, a billion, the 10 billion that's missing, whether he has that or not. However much millions fly to Argentina, live for $20 a day, and never show your face to anyone again, that's your master plan. That's exactly what you need to do. If you're Sam Bangman fried or you're in this situation, whether you're one of his 10 fuck buddies or not, get as much cash as you can, fly to a country where they will not extradite you and you will most likely be able to live in that country for 20 to $50 a day and your millions will take you far. You never do anything again online in the crypto space. You make a fake Facebook profile and you live your life there. And that's it, dude. You never show your face again and you'll live, you'll have the best life and you'll die happy, right? Because you'll eat meals every day. You'll be free. You'll have a decent house because you can buy one for a few thousand dollars with all the money you have. And then just, dude, live low key off the grid and you won't have to worry about anything. If, if SBF stays and he still pops his head up, if he comes back in this country, he's getting arrested. You know what I mean? $50 billion is now gone. Okay. 
I mean, it's, it's, it, the story doesn't, and the story doesn't stop. The story doesn't stop there because not only is the money gone, even if you have your money held on like another exchange like Coinbase or Venmo or Cash App, or even on your own personal hardware like Ledger or whatever, you know, crypto dudes are using to store their crypto hashtag, whatever you do, you know what I mean? I'm not that into it, but like, dude, because of this, the prices are now tanking. Because you can't take $50 billion out of a, one industry and not have an economic collapse, okay? $50 billion is now missing from a specific chunk of the industry where like the market cap for crypto went from like a trillion dollars down to like 800 million, okay? It's not stopping there, okay? We've lost groundwork. The price of these stable coins have dropped thousands, like Bitcoin's down to 15, Ethereum's down to like almost under a thousand a coin. And that hasn't been a thing since like, you know, 2016, maybe 17. It's getting wild. People are losing money left and right. This collapse of this company is going to set crypto back by uh, years, years. Regulations are about to be passed down from the government. Like, don't worry about that. That's coming. You think the government can't touch it and whatever, regulate it, blah, blah, blah. But like, if they know you have crypto, they're going to find you at the ass. They're going to make you submit papers that are officially signed and documented by these companies that are still around whenever that happens. And you must submit those on your taxes. And if you don't, you're going to get fined out the ass and you're not going to have to pay those fines. So you're going to tell them exactly how much cryptocurrency you have and then you're going to pay whatever fee they want you to pay because if you don't they'll throw you in jail because it's the united states government and they can do whatever you want and this has repercussions you think you think sam bankman freed was the number like two or number three donor to the democratic party in 2020 that 40 million dollars is about to get looked at very closely and they're about to be up a lot of people's assholes when it comes to taxes and the irs I mean, it's, 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 you know, um, and of course it's not just, you know, us idiots who, who are losing out here. I mean, like Justin Bieber, poor JB, JB can't catch a break this year. I mean, thank God his wife is slamming dude. I mean, Haley is a catch for sure, but like with his health, canceling the tour again, everything else going on with the price of Ethereum crashing, that means NFTs are now worthless. Okay. Justin Bieber's board ape NFT, whether he paid 1.3 million or they just made up that number and saying it was worth 1.3 million when they gave it to him, um, is now essentially worth, uh, 60 to $70,000, um, which is like the floor price and not where you want to be when it comes to the cost of your board ape NFT. Hey, if your board ape yacht club NFT is only worth five figures, jump off a bridge, dude. What's the fucking point? What's the point? If your board, if your NFT is only worth five figures, you don't get to sit at the table with the millionaires. Okay. Like get ew, you're gross. Get away from us. Jump off a bridge. Like bragging about having a Costco card to some chick at a baseball game is way sexy and way more appealing and way more beneficial to you in uh, 2022. And so, you know what I mean? Like, 
the, <laughs> this kid's a genius, right? And that's what I'm talking about. In 2022, we have to stand out somehow, okay? I know six 27 to 28 to 29 to maybe 30-year-olds. I know six fully grown adults who have a binder full of brand new and really expensive Pokemon cards in their bedroom right now, okay? And I, you know what I mean? We're not far off from flashing our Costco membership to make people appreciate us on Instagram either. Um, and if I was this dude, that's exactly how I'd be flirting at a basketball game. Check out the Costco membership. Okay. Uh, and it was later confirmed that they did exchange phone numbers and based on their Instagrams, because we found them, uh, they went to Costco for their first date where of course they enjoyed free samples, of course, because it was on a Saturday. And dude, when I tell you, When I tell you that when we were kids, my father, he would come downstairs and he would wake us up. He would say, come on, get up, come on, get up. We got to get ready, eat breakfast quick. We got to go, we got to go. We're having- it's a big deal day, he would say. And so he's like, come on, we got to eat the cinnamon rolls. We go upstairs, we saw our little kitchen nook. We didn't actually have a full table to sit at because, you know, whatever. And so we ate, we ate our cinnamon rolls out of the pouch, Pillsbury, of course. And, um, or, I'm sorry, Aldi brand, sorry. Uh, or, you know, bargain shopper outlet, whatever we were shopping at that week that was cheapest, or we had a coupon for, that's what we got. And so we were eating our cinnamon rolls. We're like, dad, what's going on? Where are we going? What's going on? He was like, yo, after you're done eating your breakfast, go get dressed, get ready. We're leaving in a few hours. We're going out for lunch. And boy, when I tell you when we were going to lunch at Costco, we were static. We were to the moon. When we found out we were going to Costco for lunch, we know two things were happening. One, we were going to walk around the store at least two times, if not three times and hit every free sample station. Each one of us, me, my sister, my dad, my stepmom, maybe my little brother, if he was there, maybe Asia. I don't know if she was old enough yet, but we would all as a family of four, maybe five, maybe six at a time, go get free samples, walk around the store one time, walk around a second time. And sometimes if the day was good and the crowds weren't too big and everyone's anxiety was on point, we would do it a third lap, baby. And we were getting chicken nuggets, little pizza bites, bagels, juice, dip, crackers, salsa, candy, I mean, they give the samples of the best shit. And then afterwards, sometimes dad had budget to buy some things. So sometimes we had to wait in line. Sometimes we didn't buy anything. And then we would just head straight to the cafeteria because the free samples was just everyone's appetizers first round. We would then all sit down and dad would go to the cafeteria portion and he would order one chicken bake for $3.99 and one small soda for a dollar fifty, and he would pay no more than like five dollars. And we would all sit there, and we would each take a bite of the chicken bake, and then we would sit from the community soda, and maybe have to get a refill, but that's okay because refills are free, baby. And so it was crazy because this one time, 
this one time, because we always had to share the chicken bakes, you know what I mean? And so um, this one time when we got a little bit older, one of the last times we went, and I think this was probably one of the last times we went to Costco as a family, one, because I don't think my dad could afford the membership anymore, but uh, because one time we were there and my sister had the audacity to ask for her own chicken bake and her own soda. And then we were all supposed to share the rest. And so, um, my dad was like, Hey, you're part of this family. You don't get your own chicken bake. We're going to share it because you don't need a whole chicken bake. Okay. Um, wasn't sure, you know, whatever. And so like when they got home, like there were repercussions, like he like grabbed my sister by the neck and took her to the basement. That's where our bedrooms were. And like, I didn't see her for like a week and a half after that. And then like, we never went back to Costco. Um, but it's just a wild memory. You know what I mean? A wild, a wild time. Um, but we've got one more update from this last week. Of course, SBF and FTX weren't the only people in the news and, uh, fucking with a lot of people's money. Um, but we've got the latest over a Twitter from our good friend, Elon, and he's claiming, listen to this, Elon's claiming and, um, he employee reports kind of contradict it, but of course he says, well, they're wrong, of course. And so Elon's claiming that Twitter was spending $1.3 million a year, $400 per meal, per employee, per day, multiple meals a day, breakfast, lunch, sometimes dinner. They would have a staff on hand to cook employee meals and the employees did not have to pay for them. Okay. So like, Hey, $1.3 million a year, gotta go. No more free employee meals, but you all have to come back to the office because you're not allowed to work from home anymore, okay? So um, no more free lunches at Twitter. And I mean, it, it serves them right because I mean, you fucking, they're greedy pigs, all of them. Like, listen, I never got free lunch from a company I worked for. Unless it was National Pizza Day, we could sometimes convince the boss to order us pizza. We'd have a little 15-minute pizza party, and then we'd all have to go back to work. So, like, you know, no more free food at Twitter, okay? No more free food at Twitter HQ, even though you have to work uh, in the office and not from home. And uh, get ready for that, because Twitter 2.0 is also coming. And Elon wants you to be aggressive, and he wants you to be a freaking warrior for Twitter 2.0. And you've got until, like, what's today? Yesterday. Yesterday was the deadline. You could either say, yeah, I'm on board with Elon Twitter 2.0, and I want to work for you, and I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to work 36 hours a day and freaking bust my ass and never go home and not have a life again and just be a slave to Elon Musk Twitter and probably take half a pay cut. Or you could take three months severance and get the fuck out and get ready because I think the majority of people are going to get the fuck out. And so, um, see you later, dude. You know what I mean? Like we're giving Twitter until Christmas. I don't think analysts are predicting and me and my friends don't think we're not going to be able to tweet Merry Christmas this year on Christmas day. It's probably most likely the app might shut down in a few weeks. Like this is how bad it's getting. You most likely won't be able to tweet the words Merry Christmas. And so, man, it's getting insane out there. And uh, so here's the thing. 
Bottom line of this episode is stay safe. Be smart with your money. Do not take financial advice from any freaking YouTubers. Listen, half the YouTubers were slinging FTX too. There's a compilation of every single financial YouTube channel saying, get the link in my bio, get the link in my bio, FTX.com backslash my YouTube channel, link in my bio, like we all do, but except I do my due diligence, okay? And I actually test the products and use them and I take blue chew too, so go to wadpod.com backslash blue for your first order of blue chew for free. Okay. $20 off $5 shipping is all you got to pay, right? If you're Tom Brady, you're down bad. Listen, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. I need Tom Brady to go to wadpod.com backslash blue. Like that's what he needs right now. Because if he doesn't already have an endorsement from them, he should. And if he doesn't, he needs to go to wadpod.com backslash blue to get his first order free Tom Brady. Because now he's on the market. He's got an ex-wife who's banging, by the way. And um, you know what I mean? So Tom Brady, go to wadpod.com backslash blue. And so like all these YouTubers were just like slinging FTX, telling us how good the app was and blah, blah, blah. Dude, my experience with cryptocurrency, I, I broke even. I got out like this year early before the crash, before the collapse, I lost a little bit of my profit in the beginning of the collapse and I got out just in time and I used the money to buy the ring for the girl. You know what I mean? So it's insane to me what, where I be, I think now, now, um, listen, my investments into cryptocurrency were upwards of one, two, three, four, five figures. I've invested over five figures in cryptocurrency. That's where my portfolio was at. And if it would still be in now, it would be downwards of three to four figures. Okay. Like not good, not good for anybody. So I got out early. Thank God. Hopefully my friends, if you're still in, Hold strong. I don't know how long, but I mean, if you can afford to get out, just get out, dude. Um, who knows where this shit's going? I mean, it was, it's been an insane two years, but unfortunately, bottom line is I think it's done. I think, I think the government is going to do everything in their power to shut down cryptocurrency or make it impossible to own or use or just make their own thing or do something or I, I don't know, but as far as the prices go and everything happening with FTX and just Coinbase laying off half their staff and the NFT markets down and non-existent, like, thank God I didn't invest in any of that shit. I mean, you know, some, some sucker spent 750 grand on a board ape, like just six months ago. And now it's worth like 15, <laughs> you know, it's, it's insane to me. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, that's been this episode of the, what are we doing podcast? I can't thank you all enough for listening. I can't thank our pa Patreons enough. I just checked them. Uh, and, uh, it is this week, Ariel, Tim, Justin, and Megan. Thank you guys so much for loving me over there. If you want to join them and be cool and support this podcast in our efforts, listen, you're already running up these episodes on Spotify. I'll say it again this week. We're at $6 and 38 cents, which is another dollar up from last time, baby. So let's keep that train rolling. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, patreon.com backslash what are we doing is everywhere you need to be. It's only a dollar. Okay. So check that out. 
and you'll get all these episodes. Sometimes they're early. We've got bonus episodes on there that aren't on YouTube. Uh, sometimes we'll release clips or the, the older ones are up there as well. So you can catch all the Better Call Paul episodes and just, uh, I think there's about 10 bonus episodes so far. So a dollar to unlock all of that is insane to me, dude, but we've got Patreons paying way more than that just because they're awesome. So check us out, patreon.com backslash what are we doing? Um, just in time for the holidays. Listen, if you need gift ideas for uh, your man, okay, ladies, here's the hard part because they never tell you what you want for Christmas. And the hard part is, get it, figuring out what they want. It's not figuring out what they want, ladies. The hard part is figuring out what you want from the hard part. So you need to go to wadpod.com backslash blue and you're going to get your man's subscription for Blue Chew and see how it changes your relationship. And you're going to get $20 off your first order and pay $5 only for shipping. And your first order is free and he's going to keep getting it. And he's going to keep legging it. And he's going to keep chewing on it because we are. And uh, it's fantastic. And so that's why you need to go to wadpod.com backslash blue. Have fun like me and my friends do. Um, like a bunch of us, a bunch of us are on it. A bunch of us are using it. A bunch of us have it because I get an email just about every other week saying that another person signed up at wadpod.com backslash blue. And if you are in time for the holidays and you're selling little things on like, um, Etsy or a Shopify store, or you're trying to like have fun with people and like sell things like Reeves or on Facebook marketplace, you got to pay for shipping somehow. So sign up with our friends at ShipStation. If you go to wadpod.com backslash ship, W-A-W-D.com backslash S-H-I-P, you'll get, um, 30 days free. And I don't think a credit card is required. So sign up for ship station. It makes, uh, running an Etsy store and a Shopify store so much easier than going through, uh, things like the post office or staples or whatever. However you ship your stuff out, it's cheaper because they have relationships directly with the shipping companies to get you the best rates. Um, so if you make those little things, um, that have wings on them, if you make the little rocks with the googly eyes, you need ShipStation to send them out uh, to your customers this holiday season. So make sure you do that uh, ASAP and check the description down below for everything else to support this podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy. It's been another episode. Click subscribe on YouTube. We are 10 subscribers, I think maybe 10 or 20 subscribers away from reaching our 500 goal. And I would like to do that before the end of the year. If we can hit 500 this year, we will hit a thousand next year. So let's make that goal wadpod.com backslash YouTube or wadpod.com backslash links or youtube.com backslash what are we doing podcast is our channel URL. Now you can hit that up and check it out today. This has been another episode of the what are we doing podcast. Thank you guys so much for rocking with me. And I, my name is Levi McCurdy and I'll catch you next time. Get your money out of crypto people. Peace. This is the What Are We Doing Podcast.